I'm gonna need a five-star review. Five-star ride. I'd like to share with you one of our five-star reviews. Hey, five stars. Matt Bonaparte and Cam Azir back with you on Orange Fizz Radio. It's time for this week's episode of Five Star Review. To kick off, we're talking about a couple of guards that Syracuse could potentially be recruiting right now. Chance Westry and J.J. Starling, both guys that SU is targeting. Chance Westry currently, as we speak, is on his visit to campus. We're recording this on Thursday. He'll be there from Thursday to Friday. Hopefully he likes it up there. What do you got on him, Cam? Yeah, so Chance Westry, uh, there's a lot with him. Because of his versatility, that's what puts him at a combo guard. You can check out my article on orangefizz.net to learn more about Westry and Starling, who we'll talk about in a little bit. But it's a guy that's six, that's six foot four and can play multiple positions outside the perimeter, and that's what makes him so special because he can score, pass, put his head down to the rim, whatever it may be. Right now is at Sierra Canyon, which bodes well for Syracuse because that's a program that plays a lot of high-level competition just like he'll experience if he comes to Syracuse and plays in the ACC. One thing with Chance Westry that I love is if you watch his game and how it's developed over time, it's a guy that's coachable. You've seen his game change and his versatility grow, his ability grow as well. And I love Chance Westry because if you look at the next year when Westry could possibly come to Syracuse, that guard class is a bit slim. Of course, Kamari lands, Matt. We know what he can bring to the table when he comes in 2022. But we don't know a lot about Samir Torrance. We're not very sure with Joe Girard. He'll be in his fourth year, but will he continue to be inconsistent? I love what Chance Westry can bring to the table, and this could be a big add for SU. Yeah, I think that's the biggest and most important thing to bring up is the depth that Syracuse doesn't really have at the guard position. You mentioned Samir Torrance and Joe Girard really being the only true point guards that Syracuse is sporting as of right now. When it comes to Westry's timeline and his recruiting, it's really Syracuse and Maryland that are the top two to get him right now. Some a little bit of outdated predictions back in February as of as of right now they're outdated, I guess. 100% going to Syracuse as of those February predictions on 24-7. I don't know if you can really take that and, and put it in stone, but it bodes well for the Orange right now that there are a couple guys out there who probably know a little bit more than we do that think Syracuse is going to land Westry. Yeah, and with Westry, it's a guy that has 15 other offers that are not Syracuse, and he's already made his official visit to Nebraska. You mentioned that Maryland is high on his list, but other than that, I look at Syracuse as you know the top dog in schools for Chance Westry, and once he starts to play at high level competition, like I mentioned with um, you know with Sierra Canyon uh, down here in Chatsworth, California, I think that you look at Westry as the one guy that is above a 90% chance going to Syracuse. And again, I'm not a recruiting expert. I can't tell you for sure. But it's someone that has roots in the Northeast, and you look at Syracuse as probably the highest option on his list. I'll be interested to see when Westry commits to any school because a lot of guys wait a little bit, but it'll be interesting to see. And J.J. Starling is a little bit of a different story, a little bit more contentious for the La Lumiere school product Maryland Stanford and Syracuse are the top three for him as of right now do you think Syracuse has a good chance at getting him or do you think that uh, he'll probably be at Maryland or Stanford come 2022 
Yeah, I don't think J.J. Starling's coming to Syracuse. It would be a great add for the Orange only because this is a guy that can be in the starting lineup or you can put him you know, off the bench. I think the issue with Syracuse is what happened with Kadari Richmond and, and everything with Joe Girard and who are you going to start at point guard and the stubbornness of Jim Beheim. I think J.J. Starling wants an atmosphere where he'll come in and make an immediate impact, make his presence known. It's someone that can score at a high rate, and he's from 20 minutes away from Syracuse. He played at Baldwinsville High School in Baldwinsville, New York, for the longest time before transferring to La Lumiere. So it's a local kid, but I just think that you look at J.J. Starling and the guy that he wants to be at the next level, I don't think Syracuse can give him that opportunity. On to a little bit of a bigger name when it comes to Syracuse recruiting. Our own colleague, Jaron May, had an exclusive interview with Mike Mannix, the head coach of Willa Bram and Monson Academy, where Kyle Filipowski plays. Some good quotes from that interview. I really urge you to go and listen to it. Mannix had plenty to say, of course, positive about his player, Filipowski. He said he's as versatile as they come. He can put the ball on the, on the floor like a guard. He's 6'10", a little bit Kevin Durant-like in that sense. As for a player comp, he couldn't compare him to one guy. A lot of very good players rolled into one is the way he described Kyle Filipowski. And he's a smart kid who gets good grades and hard classes, and he's very, very humble. He won't be the first person to tell you he's the Gatorade Player of the Year or that he's ranked top 30 by ESPN. All good signs pointing in the way of Kyle Filipowski camp. And I think the biggest things that stood out, and again, you mentioned go, you know, go listen to that interview. And I will say the same because you can take a lot out of it because this is a guy that is highly considering Syracuse. I would not be surprised if he chose to sport orange uh, when he comes to when he you know makes his decision at the end of it all. And with Filipowski, one thing that you know stood out for me with, with his head coach was the first thing he said. The first thing that Jaron asked is, "How would you describe this player? Like, who is he on the court?" And his head coach said, "As versatile as it comes." And if any head coach says that, you know he has high praise for a player because a lot of the times when you're playing in the high school ranks, you're one-dimensional. You're a guy that's known for your shooting, guy that's known for your defense, the energy you bring to the team. But Filipowski can do it all. And it seems like his head coach wasn't just, you know, flaunting how great Filipowski is, but was laying down the facts of how good he can be at the next level and where he can improve. So I just think that the biggest takeaway from that interview was the versatility factor and the fact that he couldn't even, you know, give a player comp. I think that if his head coach would have said Porzingis or Kevin Durant, that would have downgraded the play of Kyle Filipowski. And you might call me crazy, Matt, but I think No, that, I think you're right. Yeah, because if you if you give a player comp, you're almost, you know, cornering a player into being exactly like someone else and playing up to that potential. I think Filipowski, if you can't give a player comp for him, he can be his own player and he can develop into this type of player we've never seen before. So I loved that. I loved the versatility aspect. I think he's going to be great at the college level wherever he goes. And obviously, you know, being someone who supports the Orange and anyone listening this, you should really hope that Filipowski comes to the Dome. And here's the other thing that I thought was really great about what uh, Mannix had to say about Filipowski in terms of that player comp conversation was, in a couple of years, is what he said, 
guys will be compared to him and because there really is no guy to compare him to he's that one of a kind unique just one of one kind of player where there aren't a lot of guys out there like him and and what he said was there aren't a lot of guys who can average 13 rebounds and still score 20 points so Kyle Filipowski he's one of a kind that's all we know from Mike Mannix because he only had great things to say about him let's wrap up here on five-star review with a story from Arizona State they had a little bit of a cheating scandal involving a Syracuse recruit, Eric Gentry. Cam, why don't you set this one up? Yeah, so uh, it's it's not that hard to understand if you want to, you know, go look it up and do deeper research into it. But I'll give you the lay of the land on it. The fact is, during COVID, you can't, ha you couldn't have in-person official visits, and that's understandable because of the virus and everything that followed along with it. But Arizona State violated that through Herm Edwards, through the or through the program itself, by actually hosting visits where the players got to see the facilities, have sit-down meetings with the coaches, even hang out with some of the players and talk about how a player could fit into a specific scheme. And why that is illegal in the sense of last year is the fact that all the other programs weren't allowed to do it so that puts every other program that isn't arizona state at a disadvantage i think it's awful that asu even considered doing this and went through with it because it shows that they could grab recruits that maybe just chose arizona state because COVID was putting other schools at a disadvantage. You never know that if Syracuse would have had an in-person visit for that same guy, he might have liked Central New York better than he liked Tempe. You never know. So I, I think it's awful. I think Arizona State should be punished for it because no other school had the control you know, to say, let's have in-person visits. COVID took control away from everyone, and Arizona State, State took it into their own hands, and I think it's a disgrace. I absolutely agree with you. If you want to learn more about it, we have an article up on orangefizz.net written by DA about the entire situation, what it means for their recruiting, and basically what it's going to mean for them, for the program going forward. But that does it for this week's episode of Five Star Review. When we come back, we'll wrap up shop with Fizz Feedback and Fictional Fizz. Stay with us on the Sports 1260.